We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Light. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. guys see people loading in we got kyle here kev what's up kyle what's happening hey hey man um, um trying to get everything all squared away on my computer which i'm having a hard time with that's a party i got a uh a i got a shake from five guys delivered and i got double stuffed oreos and bacon wow it's chris eater man more like <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, that that sounds. I haven't had a day. Uh, I went to I went to Maui a couple weeks ago because uh, I've been on this this uh, I don't want to say health kick, just lifestyle change, just changing how I how I go about my eating habits and my exercise habits and stuff. And I was uh, pretty diligent about it through through the first part of the year, and then I went to I went to Maui and just kind of let it rip. And it was it was great, but even there, I still had in the back of my mind that like, all right, you're you're changing how you're doing things. So you know, it was fish tacos, not fish and chips, kind of kind of deal. Right. And uh, it was you know maybe a mixed drink instead of two or three beers, kind of thing. So uh, I would love to do that soon though. Do a just like shake and yeah, all that it's, jazz. It's yeah. so necessary. It's so necessary for the soul. Yeah. I just walked around like my neighborhood for like four miles to this afternoon. Oh, listen to podcasts so and 
Yeah, like I did laps around my block and then mix, mixed up some other things. Like if they, if people are watching me, they probably think I'm super weird, but whatever. Well, yeah, but that's just kind of how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> just listen to pods and, and trying to think about the reasons that the 49ers could potentially justify drafting Mac Jones and that they're still not coming. Yeah, I, I've tried to, I don't want to say justify it, but it's just kind of more sinking in now that like, (laughs) I mean, I mean, here's the thing. It's, what am I, what am I trying to say? Hang on. It's, it's sinking in now that it's not like when Adam Schefter's reporting it and, and, or not reporting it, but confidently saying that. You know, the the tone that I, I, I forget the radio show, but it was on ESPN New York, a radio station, and they asked him who the pick at three was going to be, and it's like, oh, it's Mac Jones, like, obviously. And then he kind of walked it, not walked it back, but was like, I think I would be shocked if it wasn't kind of deal. Right. And it just kind of seems like, all right, that's the way it's heading. And so now it's it's turned into trying to figure out, okay, what what are we missing here? Right, that's what I've been thinking about a lot. And really just the only thing I could that that pops into my head, it's like, well, Kyle Shanahan thinks Mac Jones would give him a better shot at winning Super Bowls than the other guys. And if you're Kyle Shanahan knowing what you know about offense, like fine, maybe, you know, maybe you believe that. But if you make that pick, you're going to get butchered for it. And it's going to go down as just one of I think one of the most arrogant picks in history because it's Kyle Shanahan saying, "I'm giving up three first round picks for like a pretty mediocre draft prospect. And I'm going to make it like, this is how confident I am that Mac Jones is going to take us to Super Bowls because ultimately that's, that's the thing, right? Like you hear people say, well, I think Kyle Shanahan can win with this guy. I think this is the type of guy that Kyle Shanahan has coached in the past. Just winning with him isn't good enough, right? Like, the the whole point of all this is to win Super Bowls. And the only right. way you win Super Bowls is if you beat all the other best quarterbacks. Right. Right? And so you need, if you have a Jimmy Garoppolo-type quarterback or a Mac Jones-type quarterback, you need a great offense just around him. You need a phenomenal defense. And then you, you need to you need to catch some breaks. And, like, in 2019, the 49ers had a phenomenal defense, really good offense, and they were relatively healthy throughout most of the season. Um, at least playoff time, they weren't really missing too many starters. They were missing Weston Richburg and, and DJ Jones, right? Like, that was really about it. And they still couldn't win the Super Bowl. And so what, what I keep coming back to is just, like, Kyle Shanahan has to think if he's taking Mac Jones and it's still a massive, still a big if, like I'm not assuming that that's the pick just because, um, let's lot, do this just because everybody thinks, but like if, for the if sake Kyle, of this conversation, let's say he's the pick. Yeah. If Kyle Shanahan makes the pick, Mac Jones has to be a hall of famer. He has to be Drew Brees or Tom Brady or one of these elite pocket passers. And maybe he is, and maybe Kyle Shanahan can get him there. But I think that is a massive projection and I know there are other you're you're making projections about all three of these guys, um, but the point is is like well, what what's going to help you elevate the offense and take it to a level where you could compete with anybody in any given year? Right. And that's to develop a star, a guy who transcends circumstances, who isn't just going to 
be along for the ride while you're running your scheme or whatever. You need somebody that can make plays when the play breaks down, right. and you need somebody that can elevate an entire roster by himself because if not, you're you, you just have no margin for error, right? right. Like if you we're if seeing you, it now, right? You're seeing it now with Jimmy Garoppolo, and that and that's the big thing I keep coming back to, and why I ultimately don't think it's going to be Mac Jones because I think Kyle Shanahan's pragmatic enough to be like, what is Mac Jones really solving here? Right. Like right. unless he is this Hall of Fame player, which is impossible to say he is, like you cannot look at Mac Jones and say this dramatically changes who we are as a team. The the one way, and this is along the lines of what you're saying, but if Mac Jones is he's drawn a Jimmy Garoppolo comparison, obviously that's as literally as it gets a lateral move. So he can't be that. He cannot be Kirk Cousins. If you're getting Kirk Cousins with the third pick, you're you're building your team wrong. That's that's bad business. And Matt Ryan is another people have compared him to Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan had his best year in a college and his MVP. Great. If Mac Jones is going to do that every year, if he's going to throw for 4,900 yards and 40 touchdowns and six interceptions, okay, that's that works. But if with Falcon. Ask Falcons fans, would they rather have Matt Ryan or Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson? Right. No, that's and that's not. <laughs> right. No, and I don't think that's. But but no, but that's. I guess that's a little bit my point. If you're getting Matt Ryan as Matt Ryan has been, just his whole career, I don't think you're taking that third. And if you, but but that gets back to Kyle Shanahan, who took Matt Ryan from you know a. Good, good, good quarterback. He wasn't. He, Matt Ryan's not bad. Matt Ryan's not average. He's above average. But he took Matt Ryan from that to an MVP caliber player who was a defensive meltdown away from winning the Super Bowl. And if Shanahan looks at that 2016 season and says, "Hey, I can do that with Mac Jones every year for the next 20," that makes more sense. 20 is a lot. <laughs> 15 for the next decade plus. For the next. <laughs> 13 to 16 years, um, then that then that makes more sense. But that's asking a lot of of a guy who who has really unremarkable physical traits. Totally agree. Like the the thing for me ultimately is End of that, conversation. Yeah. The the thing for me. Oh, Sam Espandiar is here. Uh, the thing the for thing me ultimately. Is, talk? Sam, jump on. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no! I put myself on stage. Oh, yeah, let's okay. go. I, I put you on stage. Keep um, going, Chris. I had a point. I'll I'll introduce Sam in a sec, but I have a point. Yeah. The point for me is that I think generally the 49ers are a good situation for any rookie to be inserted to, right? Like you talk about what Kansas City was when they got Patrick Mahomes and he got to sit a year. Um, Dak Prescott, when he went to Dallas in 2016, he didn't sit, but he was put on a really good team with a really good offensive line, a really good running game and good skill position players, and he thrived as a rookie. Like, I think no matter who the pick is, it's going to be a player that's put in a good situation, whether he has to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo or not. Right. The reason why I push back on Mac Jones being being the being the guy or just the idea of him being the guy, I, he, he might be the guy for Kyle Shannon, but for me, I want the guy who has the highest ceiling, who... I hired, like, I hired, if I'm Jed York, I hired this offensive coach to develop and, and put together an offense around a quarterback who's going to be a star and help us win Super Bowls. And to me, 
you have a much better shot in this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed particular version of the NFL and doing that with somebody who can extend plays and be right. a part of the running game and has a monster arm and like all of the difference in processing and all of that. I think you can coach that. Like you can I make agree. up the difference with your coaching and your scheme with processing and decision-making and accuracy and stuff. I think I, you can make up the difference with, with how good you are schematically, how well you develop quarterbacks overall. And then now you have a developed quarterback who is either Trey Lance or Justin Fields who is running all over teams he's passing all over teams and you're not limiting yourself by having a quarterback who can't move and potentially having a high level Kirk Cousins the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. And let's take, and and to continue that, let's take the the processing argument. And let's just say, I'm going to pick Justin Fields, and let's just say he doesn't process as fast as Mac Jones. And maybe he misses a receiver or two every game. But for every read he misses, he's going to pick up three or four or five or six first downs by extending plays or being able to take off and run. And the 49ers run game is going to get a, a jolt that it just doesn't get from, from, from Mac Jones. And we've talked about it before. Like this is a guy on the cutting edge of offensive football who's so good at manipulating the defense and getting numbers in his favor, like another guy, you talk positionless football, you have another guy who, who acts as a, who can act as a, as a running back with the ball in his hands, but he's also going to dice you up throwing the ball. I don't understand. I don't understand what's not uh, enticing about that. It comes down to me like, all right, it's third and four in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. Mm-hmm. You have Mac Jones, who you basically you, – you, you have to pass, right? Right. Like, you have to pass. You can't yes. run the ball on yes. third and four in a playoff game. So you have Mac Jones. Do you trust Mac Jones to make that play in the crucial the crucial situation? Sure, maybe, but you're, you, you have to pass. Like, he's I not going to make the play with his legs. Or would you rather have the guy who could also, if everything – if the defense has everything schemed up perfectly and everything covered perfectly – 
Now you have a quarterback who could potentially stiff arm somebody and get the first down and and keep your season alive. So right? me, like that, ask, that that to me is the difference. Go ahead, Sam. I want to ask you guys a question here. So to me, I, I actually kind of disagree with you a little bit that um, get him out of you here. Know, it's 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 not all it's not all about tools. Like you, you can you can throw down you know Drew Brees, Tom Brady, endless number of quarterbacks who end up over exceeding and top five players, but the, the the real question here is, what are you drafting Mac Jones on other than intangibles? And from that standpoint, I, I don't, I just don't see the logic in taking a player in the top five who your entire kind of point around him is he's really smart. You know, like every player he gets compared to is essentially a guy who overexceeded their expectations. Who is actually jumping the line to draft? Because that's going to exist in sports for eternity. We're going to see a baseball player who's slow and doesn't have all the metrics and somehow turns into an amazing player in the 30th round of the draft or in, like, basketball, Draymond Green, whatever you want to say. Like, you don't take those guys in the, in the top five. So I'm, I'm just very confused with where, um, where this logic is going. I, is, I agree. Is, I agree. Um, there's also the DUI stuff. There's also the the body stuff, the physical, physical stuff. And there's also men like, built I, I, like AirPods. Right. Like I don't want to make this a political discussion, but like the guy scrubbed all of his tweets uh, from August through January, right? And some notable stuff happened during that time. And if you're curious about his political stances, you can probably go back and find them on the internet. And I can't imagine. Like, one, the fan base would love it. I know it's it's similar with Nick Bosa, but, like, the, the fans will, foot, will put up with a pass rusher who speaks to the media once a week. I don't know about, like, the, the face of the franchise type situation. Um, and there's just the locker room stuff with all that, too. I think the, the fact it's California and all that, I think that does play into it. If you're Kyle Shanahan trying to endear yourself to the fan base after three losing seasons in four years and, like, you know, like, maybe maybe don't draft the quarterback that everybody hates. Right, that's, <laughs> that, that's not smart, the reason. Yeah. That's not the reason to make the decision. But like all things being equal, like they're just it, if you're looking for reasons to draft Mac Jones, there are just so few of them. Also, also don't draft the guy that every team in your division is going. Oh, thank God they took that guy. Exactly. <laughs> if they the draft Justin Fields, if they drafted Justin Fields or Trey Lance, the entire league would be like, oh, oh no, why did yeah. we let this happen? Right, but if they got Mac Jones, everybody's everybody's taking a big sigh of relief and just saying, "All right, they got Kirk Cousins. Whoop de do." Sam is Mac Jones. Oh, Andy's here now. That's great. Yeah, we, That's we even Andy. better. Andy, what's up? Andy Lou and, and Sam Fondiari, of course, of the uh, Light Years podcast. It's terrific stuff. Andy, what's up? Oh, it, it's been – I don't know how you guys are doing this. I, I commend you both for covering the Niners during – I, I remember when the trade went down, I celebrated like we got Tom Brady. Turns out Kyle Shanahan thinks he's going to draft Tom Brady now, and it's been a uh, it's been a fun time for Niners fans. Is Mac Jones the quarterback equivalent of a James Wiseman post-up? <laughs> <laughs> to to me, that way. To me, Kyle Shanahan doing this, if he's going to do this, which I actually, I, I still, I still kind of, maybe I'm hoping, maybe I'm denial, guys, but I still think James Justin Fields is a pick or Trey Lance, doesn't matter. But like, to me, it feels like this is a coach that values him being right about what he thinks about football versus where the football game is today, right? Like, it, to me, it feels that way. 
And mm-hmm. uh, both guys are really smart, or at least they think they're really smart. But I think Kyle Shanahan thinks, like, man, whatever I can scheme up, if you just follow what my playbook says, we're going to win. And I think that's a very similar to what Steve Kerr is doing. Uh, and, and I don't know if that's good because it feels like the rest of the football league. You've got Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson. Like, my my biggest thing to me when I watch, like, like Russell Wilson is Seahawks stink. They're bad. Everywhere else besides the quarterback. But it doesn't matter, right? They'll, they'll win nine games every season. The, the exactly. Niners need a perfect football team, and they'll win, like, 10, 11, You're maybe right. 12, maybe 12, and, and that's what it is. I think the the Seahawks comparison is a perfect is a perfect point to make, yeah. Because bec- their offensive line's bad. They haven't had good receivers the entire time. Their running game has been hit or miss. They've had a good defense a lot of the time, but sometimes it hasn't been great, particularly in recent years. But yet the Seahawks are competitive because because Russell Wilson can essentially pull wins out of his ass by just making ridiculous plays, and a lot of them happen to be outside of structure. So like you need somebody who can just go out and make plays. And to Andy's point, which I think is a perfect one, you can't just rely on scheme because scheme isn't going to always work. A defense is going to is going to figure, you know, they're going to they're going to have the right answer in, in some certain you know crucial situations like the 49ers have been in, and they have haven't had a quarterback that can that can make those plays. And that's the difference: is the the dynamic athleticism, the big arm, the the ability of Patrick Mahomes to to you know, on third and 15 to take 12 steps back out of shotgun and still huck it up to Tyreek Hill. Like, that's not something you're ever going to get from somebody like Mac Jones. And so, yeah, like, to Andy's point, this is going to be a, a referendum. This is the biggest This is the biggest decision Kyle Shanahan's ever going to make as a coach at any level. I'll, I'll leave and, you guys with one question, guys, because I'm curious about this. Chris and Kyle, you guys are a lot smarter than me. You probably watch a lot more film. Do you think, because with Mac Jones, his thing is, like, he's smarter, he, he's a better, you know, all that stuff, right? Do you guys think he really is smarter? Do you guys think he really knows how to read plays before, pre-snap better than Justin Fields? And, like, do you think that's true? Because if that's not, then what's the point, right? Right. Like, to me, it's I don't think it's true to the point where you you would draft him over those, the guys with the traits. Well, and it, it, here's the thing. If, if he was, if he was that, and Trey Lance and Justin Fields were just a mess. And everything they did was based on just how much better athletically they were than everybody. That would be one thing. But there's no evidence to suggest that either of them are particularly bad at this thing. They might be a little worse than Mac Jones, but it's not like they're incapable. And what they lack there, like the point I made earlier, they make up for with this elite level of athleticism that I think bails you out way more often than uh, a high-speed processor under center does, especially one that, that has never had to take a snap from under center in his life. Right. It's just yeah. there's, there's, so many, there's so many things that don't make sense with Mac Jones. Right. And, and I do, like... So yesterday, thinking about what Schefter said on the radio, I was like, man, this really is a possibility. Like, I, I really do think this could happen. And then being being away from it, or at least away from, you know, Schefter's reporting or whatever, and all the certainty on, on the Internet that it's going to be Mac Jones, it's like, but what's the logic? Is, like, what is the logic behind it? And I, like, covering Kyle Shanahan, I just don't think he's this stubborn. Like, I think he understands, like, 
examples. Like Kyle Shanahan wants to score on every running play. Like he doesn't run the ball to, you know, churn up clock and, mm-hmm. um, you know, control. Like he, he, a lot of his running plays he views as possible touchdowns. And if they go correctly, right. they'll go for touchdowns. He's the same thing with deep shots. Like he caught, he called all those plays against the Saints in that, in that 2019 game. Like he is an aggressive guy who takes shots. And, you know, the, the issues with him calling plays, a lot of people say, well, I wish he would have ran the ball more. I wish he would have, you know, whatever. He's an aggressive guy. And I just can't see him trading three first round picks for, for, you know, basically to, to have a little bit more insurance at quarterback in the form of somebody who might potentially be healthier. And that's the thing too. Like Mac Jones didn't play in the senior bowl because he had an ankle injury. So like, and especially, are, we, are we getting a healthy guy? That's, that's why, that's why I keep coming back to Trey Lance. It's like, you want a guy who's going to be big and physical right? and who's going to hold up. Like to me, that guy is Trey Lance. And maybe it's Justin Fields too. He never really had right. an injury, a significant injury that caused him to miss time. But to me, like Trey Lance, a six foot four, guy who's probably going to be at like 250 pounds by the time he's in his third or fourth year to me that's the guy that that makes that that Kyle Shanahan can justify trading that whole package for right it would it would right and it would be really hard to to reconcile the a Mac Jones pick with what Kyle Shanahan said about learning as a coach and adapting Talking about Josh Allen after the Bills shithouse the 49ers. Uh, talking about Patrick Mahomes and his ability to extend plays. And then saying that Kirk Cousins is not an, his archetype quarterback. And that's a ridiculous thing to say. If you're drawing it up, you want the biggest, fastest, you know, strongest, best out of the pocket quarterback. And to say all of those things over the course of this year and then to go with the guy that, that runs counter to all that. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. So either Kyle Shanahan's lying, or he's not as smart as we think he is. Right. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up, and you have talked pretty extensively about this, both on this podcast and at the Sacramento Bee, sacbee.com slash 49ers, the reasons that, that you think that there are signs pointing to Trey Young. Or not Trey Young. Yeah, here we go. Basketball podcast. <laughs> the 49ers are going to draft Trey Young because, no. Um, help me out. Trey Lance. Trey Lance, thank you. Trey Young was the only name in my head. Does it stick out to you at all that they made a big deal out of the fact they were going to be at Mac Jones Pro Day and they were setting up a second Pro Day for Justin Fields and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are, are expected to attend that, but they didn't attend the Trey Lance Pro Day. And they're yeah, not I setting think, up a second one for him. I think it's notable. Because um, consider, and, and I say all that real quick, Chris, and then I, and then I want you to answer. Um, this is something that they've done before where they just show zero interest. Like Mike McGlinchey didn't even know the 49ers were interested in him, and then they drafted him. Right. So go ahead. Right. Like, so... First of all, I think it would be fascinating if the media knew before the coaches and scouts knew who they were going to draft, right? Like I, so the they the the people there are a lot of people in the organization who don't know who the Niners are going to pick. So given that, it would be awfully strange if a team that hasn't really leaked anything is suddenly making it known three weeks before the biggest pick they're ever going to make. You know, they're telling reporters that. 
So right. I, I think that that's an important thing to, to remember. Um, in terms of, you know, in terms of all that, it's definitely notable. I just keep trying to figure out, like, what's what do they gain from letting everybody know now? Right, like, because people say, well, if the first and second picks are known, like, they're not going to get hopped. It doesn't really matter. They can just let people know, like, what's the harm in that? Well, it's like you don't really want to be known as a transparency franchise, right? You don't want to be able to be read like a book three weeks before the draft uh, when you're making such an important pick. Like, you think Bill Belichick is tipping his picks three weeks beforehand if this is his position he's going to be in? No, not at all. So, like... And and the 49ers made it a big deal not to um, not to leak things to, to national reporters. So I have a hard time thinking like, oh, well, there's so much noise about Mac Jones. It has to be the pick. I'm not naive enough to say Mac Jones for a thousand percent certainty, like isn't going to be the pick. But like it just no, none of it follows the logic of everything we've seen from, you know, since Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch came on in 2017. So, like, from that standpoint, yeah, it would make sense. Like, it it would make sense to be the team that's always mysterious, right? Like, it would make more sense to be the team that everybody thinks you're going one way before the draft, and then when the draft comes, oh, you're going another direction. Like, that makes way more sense to me than just being like, ah, Whatever, Trevor Lawrence is going first, Zach Wilson's going second. Let's just tell the world it's going to be Mac Jones at three, because why not, right? And the other, and and part of me wonders if this is just going to be a giant troll job. Yeah. Like, I think Kyle Shanahan, in the back of his mind, and I don't think this is his, his, his 100% motivation, but I think in the back of his mind, Kyle Shanahan would love to sit in that, in that draft room with Justin Fields or Trey Lance, or in, in, sorry, in the press conference room, and then laugh at the idea that everybody just assumed they were taking Mac Jones. Like to me, Here's, that that possibility sticks out in my head. And I think Kyle Shanahan would love for the narrative around the pick to be, yeah, I'm not the Kirk Cousins guy. Like I yeah. do think that possibility exists. So I, this could be a smokescreen. I don't know though. Like smoke I've thought about at this it. Point? Say it again. Said smoke blanket at this point. Smoke blanket. It's a lot of smoke. I, I've thought about this way too much, and I've gotten myself in knots over it. But you, I just, you are the I, Charlie I, Kelly meme. <laughs> I just can't, for the life of me, find the logic behind it, other than Kyle Shanahan thinks this guy is Tom Brady or Drew Brees or some immobile, immobile quarterback who can beat all the mobile quarterbacks he's going to need to to win the Super Bowl. The other, the other thing along these lines, when you talk about. Um, when you talk about the 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 dots connecting with with the 49ers and oh this guy knows this guy well Kyle Kyle Shanahan and Chris Sims are best friends and Chris Sims says it's Mac Jones so it must be you you really think Kyle Shanahan is saying hey Chris here's the thing <laughs> and letting Chris no that's ridiculous and then uh, Adam Schefter wrote Mike Shanahan's book and Mike Shanahan is is you know talking to Kyle throughout this whole thing. Like, that's what we think is happening? Is Kyle Shanahan saying, Dad, I'm taking Mac Jones. Tell Shefty. <laughs> I just, I don't, and I, I don't I know, think man. I'm waiting for, go, go, ahead. go no, ahead. No, I just, I think there's logic to the idea that, oh, Kyle Shanahan could win with this guy. Like, Kyle Shanahan would like Mac Jones. I think that's true. But I don't think Kyle Shanahan would realistically pick Mac Jones over the other two guys. 
and maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but I just, having covered him since he got here in 2017, I think he's smarter than that. I think he's made mistakes in the past. I think he understands what wins in the league because he's come really close but lost. Like, I just don't look at Kyle Shanahan's entire body of work and think, you know what, you know what this guy needs to get over the top is Mac Jones. You know, I just I think he can field a competitive team with that guy and maybe win the Super Bowl if you get better quarterback play than the 49ers had in 2019 with the same level of defense and running game. But like that's that's a hell of a lot harder to thread that needle than it is to just have a baller quarterback who elevates your team like Russell Wilson does every year. Shanahan always says that he said this about Kirk Cousins. He like Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins is a guy that you can win with. Mm hmm. And I think if you're trading, and this has been a whole semantics thing, if you're trading three first-round picks to move up to the third pick, if you're trading your 2021, 2022, and 2023 first-round picks to move up, you're looking for a guy, you're not looking for a guy that you can win with, you're looking for a guy that you will win with. You have you need, to win with him. You, you need you, right. It can't be. It can't be this like t- ten and six and sneaking into the playoffs and then eight and eight because you know the they were rebuilding the receiving core a little bit. Like no, that needs to the, the number three pick when you trade all these picks. That number three pick needs to elevate the roster and win twelve games regardless of who's around him. Yeah. That that's that's what you you need here and especially especially for this front office and for Kyle Shanahan after 2017 where they skipped on Deshaun Watson they skipped on Patrick Mahomes and like I said in in that's easy to say in hindsight and I get what they were trying to do they didn't have a quarterback they were going to get you know build up the team and then get a quarterback later fine it didn't work you swung and missed and if you have that again there's no you don't live that down like right. ever, you may you may never get personnel control again. I have a question for you. Oh boy, do you think the Niners would have given the same draft package for uh, Deshaun Watson before before the allegations came out? Right, assuming he wasn't a total creep. Yeah, um, allegedly. Um, yes, no, yes. What is it? Three firsts and a second? No players? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. Three firsts and a third. Three, three firsts and a, and a future compensatory third. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely think so. I think they would have too. So, like, if Kyle Shanahan really wanted another Kirk Cousins, couldn't he just Dude, offer could, yes. the Vikings, like... A second. <laughs> right. Like, hey, we'll take Kirk Cousins from you. Like, even if it was 12, that makes a hell of a lot more sense than trading three firsts to take Mac Jones. And we don't even know if Mac Jones is better than Kirk Cousins. We know Mac Jones was awesome in an offense with a perfect scheme, with perfect skill position players, and a perfect offensive line. That's what we know about Mac Jones, is he can function in a completely perfect environment. And he'll have a good environment if he's the pick and he comes to the 49ers, but if he, what if he doesn't? Right? Yeah. Like, what if, what if everybody's hurt? Is Mac Jones, if you insert Mac Jones onto the 2020 49ers and everybody's hurt, is he elevating you and winning any more games than than what you won last year? I don't think so. You know, like he's just not he to me, he doesn't look like the guy who elevates everybody else. And if you get a guy who can make plays out of structure and just make plays because that's just who he is as a football player, 
then you have a chance to win some of those games and overcome some of the talent deficiencies you have elsewhere, and that makes it more likely you're competing year after year after year because you don't need perfect circumstances all the time. Anyway, I think right. we've made the case. Um, and I think everybody in the chat too is like, I don't, I didn't, and I wasn't reading super close, but I've yet to see the 49ers fan take or the analyst take that like this is the uh, Chris Sims. But outside of Chris Sims, I've not seen a single person that's like, yeah, I'm in. I think the case is like, oh, we trust Shanahan, right. which is fair. You know, like I, I Shanahan's, he's, he's one of the best offensive coaches in the league. I don't know if he's one of the best team builders in the league, um, but he's done a pretty good job from that standpoint, I would argue. And, and you know, I mean, the injuries are one thing, but. Yeah, the the case is you trust Kyle Shanahan, but, like, nobody's winning with just scheme, right? Like, nobody's winning with a bunch of B-plus level players in a, in a great scheme. Like, you need A-plus level play players somewhere to, to win Super Bowls, and that needs to be a quarterback, <laughs> you know? And I just don't – anyway, I, we, we've made the case. Um, Kyle has bounced – we're going to make that one short. There isn't a whole lot else to talk about going on in 49ers land leading up to the draft. Um, so, yeah, you guys know where uh, where we stand on, on this Mac Jones thing. I, I believe that Mac Jones could still potentially be the pick, but I would still be surprised just given everything we've talked about. Um, and maybe that is just giving Kyle Shanahan too much credit, but I just can't imagine that he gave up that draft haul not to get a dynamic quarterback. So we will be back next week. At some point, um, either Monday or, or Tuesday night, we'll, we'll record and maybe have more guests. Sam and Andy, uh, check them out over at Light Years, also on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. They do a kick-ass job, as you guys all know. Um, so it was good to have them on. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us for a while.